0: hi and welcome to the women-centric transport podcast i am your host Nangam so this series is also available on invisible commutes channel on spotify do tune in today we begin a new series which is particularly very close to my heart because it is about a group of people in the society that i believe is very very special this group mostly being women which we call domestic workers, caregivers, house assistants. I really don't know what you call them in your world, but sometimes in my world, mostly by kids, we call them auntie or sissy, which means big sister. In this context, we will call them domestic workers. In this series, The Invisible Commutes, I am joined by scholars, service providers and experts in the transport design and solutions, in which we explore in particular the outcomes of the empirical research undertaken in Colombia, coupled with some stories from both that region and South Africa. This series reveals the plight of these women who leave their homes and families very early in the morning to take care of other families if they don't live with those family employers. These women, of which my mother was one, they make use of public transportation, including buses, trains, taxis, and sometimes they simply walk into their places of work, making sure they pitch up early enough to help those families they serve to prepare for their day. They help get kids ready for school, prepare breakfast, and make sure everyone is neat, well-fed, and ready to start their day. My mother, like many domestic workers, would never have an opportunity to take their own child to school, attend their school event, or help them with their homework. That's the sacrifice they make, their contribution to the society, and yet the most invisible. In this episode, you will be hearing stories from these invisible commutes themselves, sharing their stories, their transport journey experiences, their frustrations and challenges while commuting to work and back home. In particular, you will hear about the type of abuse and harassment they endure while in transit, how the system does not accommodate their needs, and how the society just does not seem to be noticing them. These are the stories of mothers, sisters, daughters, and sometimes grandmothers. I have today as my first guest to open this series, Valentina Montoya, who is a professor at Universidad de los Andes in Bogota, Colombia. She directs the transmedia project, Invisible Commutes on Domestic Workers. She holds a doctorate in law from the university, from Harvard University. She is also the host of the Invisible Commutes channel on Spotify. Valentina, welcome to the Women Centric Transport Podcast and thank you for being here, for the great work you do. Please say hi to the listeners. You can say hi in Spanish and in English.
1: Hola, muchas gracias por escucharnos el día de hoy. Nanga, thank you so much for collaborating with the Invisible Commutes project and inviting me to your podcast. It is a pleasure to build bridges and to show this issue as a global one, which is definitely what is at stake here. So for our audience, I'm going to start by explaining who are these domestic workers. According to the International Labor Office, one in every 13 wage-earning women in the world is a domestic worker. The number climbs to one in every four in Latin America, which is huge. This is no surprise. And I think it's neither a surprise in South Africa because we also have a stratified colonial system in which both enslaved African descendants and indigenous women have performed unpaid, invisible, and undignified domestic work in the colonizers' households for centuries. And although recently they earn a wage, their work is still very, very informal and very, very invisible. So just for the audience to know, in recent decades, one of the crucial transformations for many domestic workers has been the shift from living in their employer's households to start living in their own homes with their families and commuting daily to work. This implies that they have to use the public transportation systems that we have on a daily basis. And the transportation systems are not built to respond to their needs. Why do I say that? In my research, I have found domestic workers commuting for seven hours per day in Bogota, six hours per day in Lima, Peru, five hours in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and four hours in Medellin, Colombia which you can imagine is a very long time to be in a crowded bus experiencing a lot of violence. So in this research too, I have found that they often face racial discrimination, gender-based violence, common crime, road on safety among others. Although this huge inequality limits domestic workers to access leisure, educational and labor opportunities, to spend that time with their own families, to participate in politics, most local governments continue ignoring their situation. In this framework, I started researching the issue of domestic workers commutes in 2014 when I began my doctoral studies at Harvard. Just like Nanga, my interest comes from my personal ties with domestic workers. So for you, for the audience to understand a little bit more, I was born in a white and educated household in a small Colombian city. Domestic worker, Rossi, which is how I call her, was always in my house until I turned 12 and later on in my life, Belen Garcia has been working with my brother and me in Bogota for the last decade. Both of these women have been inspirational for my work because they have shown me what it means to sustain society. And what do I mean to sustain society? These women not only work to bring income to their own families and to support their children, but also to make my family's life much more comfortable and to allow my parents to find a job to sustain my family. So they are essential for all of this social structure we live in. Belen and Rossi are only two among the millions of domestic workers in the world. However, the privileged masses, and by this I mean many of the employers, and the local governments refuse to make their daily lives humane and dignified, despite these women's great input to the reproduction of our society. So after finishing my studies at Harvard, all, I have already written a lot of papers and an entire dissertation based on the fieldwork that I conducted in Bogota, in Medellin, and in Sao Paulo. And after doing all of this, one day, Andres Gonzalez, who is a musician and a cultural manager, came to me with an idea. So Andres told me, okay, fine. It's very good that scholars start reading your papers, but it's not only scholars who need to understand domestic workers, limited access to the right to the city, but the whole population. And in particular, transportation experts. And he told me also that art and media content were vital to build empathy for this reality of millions of women suffering from this deep transportation injustice. We found documentary filmmaker Daniel Gomez to help us carry out the project and that is how Invisible Commutes started. So now I'm explain a little bit about the project, but I'm going to focus uh, some more. This is a transmedia project that, as I told you, builds on my research, And what we really want is domestic workers' voices to be heard beyond the academic boundaries. We launched the project uh, a year ago, actually in January 2021. And our goal has been from the beginning to portray domestic workers' expensive, violent, and lengthy commutes in the region so they no longer remain invisible and they can have an effective and substantial access to the right to the city. Let me tell you why this is important with an anecdote. And this is a very, very recent anecdote. While we were filming our most recent piece for our documentary Invisible, Belen, who is the main character of our story in Bogota, told us the story of a domestic worker. She was in the bus with this other domestic worker when her employer called her. This employer was in the phone on speaker mode and he told her to stop making up excuses for never being on time for work. So this domestic worker asked Belen to film the protest That had left the bus trapped in traffic to prove her employer why she was late. And this was not just an excuse. She wanted to show her employer that it was true that the bus could literally not move. So, what we found here and why this anecdote is so important is that employers are lacking empathy to understand the situation of domestic workers, but so are transportation planners. And what we have found also in our project is that these people have never experienced what domestic workers face on a daily basis. Higher income women ha- or, or employers have never been to a low income areas to the city. So they imagine that domestic workers are just making up these stories. And this is not true. This is the real life of domestic workers every single day that they have to commute to our homes. Precisely, Invisible Commutes is an effort to change this. We want to build empathy and transform the situation of domestic workers. As I told you before, we consider that domestic workers are the engine that fuel our societies. Without them, we would not be able to work on what we want, enjoy free time, participate in politics, or study what we want. As Nang explained, we would not have a clean and tidy house, a nutritious meal in the oven, or a trustworthy person who takes proper care of many of our children and elders. It is time to give them back, not only by paying them a fair wage, but also by making their inhumane trips visible by expanding their testimonies through the world. We also need to improve their mobility by making cities built for their needs. And how do we know their needs? By asking them. We must start hearing what they envision for a better transport in the cities around the world if we really want justice in the public and the private sphere and especially transportation justice which which is precisely what this podcast is about the first step is to evidence and transform the situation of domestic workers so that they no longer struggle with their invisible commutes and with this i turn back to nanga and again thank you for having us in, in your podcast
0: thank you valentina great work and very very inspiring now it's time you hear from these women themselves we will play a few clips from the stories we've collected both in colombia and in south africa take a listen so i wake up early in the morning like four o'clock to take early taxis so i will get in time at work sometimes i uh, the taxis they delay sometimes me i am not by the taxi rank but i am by the road so when the taxi they passes sometimes they will be full i start walking to the taxi ring to get taxis from where i stay so that i'll manage to go fast at work and it will be dark and it's dangerous to walk to the taxi ring because there is criminal that they attacks people like this sometimes they say can we have your phone sometimes they say give us money i was in the middle of two men in the train so as the train is traveling like that and um i could feel that something is happening behind my back But there was nothing to do because the train was so full. So we were traveling and when we got to Pretoria, I had to get off the train. When I get off the train, I could see that um, my dress is wet. There's a very large circle stain on my skirt i felt so dirty i was so down i couldn't even do anything i couldn't even turn the skirt so that i can continue with my journey and go to the interview
1: we were going with my sister-in-law to pikachu the bus was full a young drug addict took the bus he was drunk he touched my sister-in-law masturbated and ejaculated on her back the driver's helper kicked him off the bus We did not report him because he thought it was the normal perversion of men.
0: Heartbreaking, right? Valentina, this work is very inspiring and very important. And I love how you have gone out of your way outside your original planned study and included this group of invisible commutes in your work ladies and gentlemen you've heard for yourself in the episode we introducing you to you what the series is about in the next episode we will be going into a lot more detail on the study valentina has carried focusing our attention to the following key areas the next episode we'll talk about trip duration And the amount of time these commutes spend while commuting between their homes and places of work the following episode will talk about the cost of traveling followed by episode four which will be focusing on the most sensitive area which is gender-based violence and discrimination lastly we will talk about the possible social And economic impacts of this deficient mobility for domestic workers thank you very much for listening and sharing this work with your family and friends i hope you find it inspiring and insightful if you haven't listened to the previous episodes please do so also subscribe and share your views on your favorite podcast app also don't forget to subscribe to the invisible commutes channel on spotify Thank you again, Valentina, for joining me and being part of this series. As we do in transport, let's keep moving.